You're now listening to Crypto with Kark. No, it's a it was a pretty quick recap. We locked LP. Um, we burned some tokens. Development's going well. Um, marketing's going well. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah. We got Amir on the team. I forgot his title. What what was he doing? Front end? Oh wait. You don't have um you don't have rebroadcast enabled, do you, on Twitch? Well, and so we'll be spending some time this week trying to get Twitch set up, and we'll test it out a bit more. We just were like, well, let's just do it on Discord, and then Lance, we'll just have him mirror it and just put it on Twitch just in case. Um, but didn't realize that he'd be muted. We tested right before, too, and I could hear him. So, weird. All right, well, live and learn. I mean, that's that's most AMAs nowadays, is that they're, they're riddled with... Uh, um technical difficulties so yeah we had to have our uh our initial run be rife with technical difficulties as well i'm sure it won't be the last either yeah it might make sense to just set up a dedicated streaming computer for it right so david um someone uh yesterday or two days ago he asked us if we had an what's our exit strategy I think that's an interesting question. Do you want to... Exit strategy. We're not an investor. I mean, it's like asking a CEO what's their exit strategy for their company. It's like, uh, I'm going to build the company and... You know know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. No, I think he he wanted to know rather than... um, Like, if you're an investor, would you need an exit strategy? I mean, obviously, it's very personal to have an exit strategy, but with the potential of... uh, long-living company injecting profits to the token um it's a different approach on it's just like anything like you go and you buy and invest in tesla right um your exit strategy is your exit strategy so i mean if you want to cash out all at once and make a quick buck then that's your prerogative you're welcome to do that if you want to invest long term as the company grows and reap the dividends over the years that's your prerogative as well right and so Um, if you think of it like crypto equity, then a lot of those, um, I think, answers are parallels to shareholders in the stock market. Speaking of new yeah. shareholders, we just got a eight BNB buy, so it's like new all time high. Oh wow! <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, is it the all time high though? Yeah. Yes, it is. At least I'm yeah. that we, we've we breached seven, so damn. Not six eight, right? Oh, it's yeah. it's the Altam high though. Well, happy new Altam high. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that we were thinking about and discussing for transparency, right? Because there's, I don't want to like make promises to this. So this is just things that we're talking about. Um. So don't get too excited. But we were looking at um, right now with the concept that we're almost like a crypto equity, right? With injecting profits into the tokens. Um, you, uh, The concept of crypto dividends, um, you can kind of loosely think of that of dividends that are reinvested when you add tack on reflection to that. Um, so, I mean, you could sell down your, uh, your reflections um, and treat that almost like profit dividends in a company. Um, it got us thinking into how some of the other tokens um, 
some other tokens out there handle actual real um, cash-like dividends, um, very similar to how the stock market actually works. Um, and dividends work in you know on the other side of the space, not in crypto, but uh, and it's that pose an interesting question of what how would you actually do a cash type dividend in crypto and so we thought through that and one of the potential solutions was um is that we uh account through maybe quarterly or monthly what we would do is determine how much profit that we've made um, and have some bnb kind of sequestered off for that and then um when we determine how much profit we've made, then we could uh, take a percentage of that directly for cash type dividends. Um, and we could airdrop, we could convert the BNB um, over to like BUSD or USDT or something like that um, and literally airdrop to token holders. Um, however, I do think that it just kind of works almost with crypto dividends with reflection. So reflection plus profit injection gives you crypto dividends that are kind of like auto reinvesting. Um, however, if you wanted like cash like dividends, I think there's a possibility for something like that. Um, but it just, uh, it, it may not fit into the space. It may be a little too much um, just because you're already receiving some form of dividends in the form of reflection. So, and just by the virtue of the fact that the token price would go up as more and more, um, profits are injected into the token. So it's these are the interesting type of conversations that we're having on um, as we're exploring this new space. Um, and it it's really cool because now, you know, normally when people think of crypto, like I said, it's it's a speculative thing, right? When you think of it like an investment vehicle, when you draw parallels over uh, to actual corporate structures and equity and traditional banking structures and functions, um, it's really exciting because we could draw a lot of parallels and provide all sorts of interesting financial instruments, um, uh, either to our investors or uh, just in general in the DeFi space. And what I what I like about the reflections is that um, if we have a lot of exchanges and there's arbitrage between exchanges, that arbitrage will... Um, also include reflection. So as you move from one exchange to another, it's taxed at 8%. You can't avoid it. So anyone who tries to exit um, an exchange will be forced to participate in PancakeSwap and help PancakeSwap holders in some way or another. Um, and by PancakeSwap, I mean basically anybody on the blockchain who has a BEP20 wallet um, will be part of that pancake swap ecosystem so you don't actually have to interact necessarily with pancake swap to benefit from pancake swap you don't have to buy and sell off pancake swap you just have to have a wallet with useless in it that's off an exchange and you'll receive reflections yeah it's some neat stuff yeah not gonna lie exciting um so for those of you who didn't see some of the charting um i forgot to put this in these are the two charts that i dropped in the channel last night that explain um, how how taxation occurs between um, exchanges that have no tokenomics and our pancake swap uh, exchange as well as all the taxation events that happen. Um, and I didn't even talk about the bypass address, which is really cool.
So. Um, in short, the bypass contract is something that we're building right now that we're looking to monetize for other tokens. Uh, and what that is, is it's a tokenomics bypass. And so uh, if you want to, say, move your useless to like a ledger wallet or to an exchange or something like that, instead of paying the 8% tokenomics tax, um, which just removes the amount of tokens that you have, but it just kind of disappears as you transfer it. Instead, what you could do is pay a 2% BNB surcharge. Um, and that would be through a dApp of some sort, something like useless.finance or something like that. Um, and what's cool about that is that uh, it, that allows you for arbitrage between exchanges to be cheaper. From PancakeSwap to other exchanges is a lot cheaper. It also means you could gift tokens for a lot cheaper. It also means that you could send to a ledger wallet or things like that for a lot cheaper. Um, and so it's uh, what we could do is any any token that uh, has their contract not renounced, who's able to whitelist um, contracts from fees, is they could use our tokenomics bypass contract, our DApp. They could whitelist it, and then we could set them up to accept their token, and then we could take a um, a small fee off of each person that uses the bypass contract to bypass their tokenomics. So we could work with someone like SafeMoon, right? Um, if they were interested, we could say, hey, we set up a bypass contract. Um, whatever fee you want to set, this BNB fee, um, let us know, and then we'll take a sliver of that. And so if we do that enough with enough tokens, and there's enough traffic, then we could earn a lot of additional BNB um, external to our system. I mean, these are other people utilizing our, our D apps and then giving us BNB, and that's that's profit, right? That's uh, revenue, or revenue at least, um, directly into our coffers that we could use for operational expenses or for profit injection, things like that. Oh, we just crossed the seven. Nice. Yeah. No. Another 800 buy, not bad. Yeah, um, and City Hunter, as for arbitrage fees, um, again, by removing exchanges from tokenomics, um, we cut it by a third. Like, boom, right? Arbitrage is a lot cheaper. We also have a slightly cheaper tax than some of the other tokens out there, 8% instead of 10%. And then, with the 2% bypass mechanism, moving tokens over from PancakeSwap to an exchange is only 10%, roughly. Um, moving tokens from exchange to exchange would be an 8%. Moving uh, tokens from exchange to PancakeSwap, um, that's a little bit more tricky because exchange wallets aren't owned by you. They're owned by the exchange. They own the keys. So the exchanges won't be able to use the bypass mechanism, which is really kind of cool, um, unless they were to integrate directly with the dApp, which is unlikely. Um, and so exchange arbitrage would be two 8% taxation events to get onto PancakeSwap, which protects the price of PancakeSwap. It's harder to sell on PancakeSwap. So that's going to put um, a lot of, uh, of buying pressure um, on PancakeSwap. You, we almost expect the price on PancakeSwap to be um, a little bit higher than all the other exchanges, which is a much better situation 
than where we had with SafeMoon, where the exchanges were a lot higher. And if you went into your Trust Wallet, Trust Wallet would look at CoinMarketCap or CoinGecko for its pricing, which excluded all things in circulation, all the exchanges, right? It was like an aggregate price. And then that caused problems because PancakeSwap, was, the price of it was so low. And so they saw in their Trust Wallet, they're like, oh, my SafeMoon's worth $10,000. And then they go to swap, and then they get $5,000. And they're like, what the hell? I got robbed, you know? Um, and so this type of setup will really smooth over a lot of those problems that SafeMoon had to where PancakeSwap will likely be, um, and I'm not promising this, but the price on PancakeSwap will actually probably be lower than what you could actually swap it out for on PancakeSwap. And that would that'd be a benefit because they'd be like, oh, I got more than I expected. That's always a little better than I got a lot less than I expected. So my point in all of this is that we're really trying to think through um, a lot of the lessons learned by some of the pioneers in the DeFi field with using taxation um, and reflection and liquidity and that kind of stuff. Um, we saw where things caught on fire for them, and they're still causing serious, serious issues. SafeMoon may die because of the fact that they implemented tokenomics on their exchanges. Like, I don't say that, um, like, just half kidding either. Like, I, I really do think that there's a serious problem with, uh, and why we want to avoid that altogether by not having any taxation on our exchanges. Anyway, I soapbox for a while. Cool, cool. Anyway, I'm off. It's uh, the final European soccer championship. Okay. Yeah. Who are you going for? You? Uh, I don't. I don't mind actually. Germany's out. I don't give a shit. I'm oh, pissed. Okay. <laughs> I have money on uh, Italy, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I. Th I think Italy will do the. Will set the deal. I'm hoping. Honestly. Yeah. Wait, you're American, right? Yeah. Okay. That's unusual. I mean, I don't really watch soccer. I just want the other underdog to win. Yeah. I have like a, a parlay of like a whole bunch of underdog teams today, so. Where you put money on Italy because you thought he, they were the underdog? They are the underdog. Wait. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, see. Good England, luck, man. England's favorited. Yeah. Mate, probably. We'll see. We'll see, man. Good luck. If Enjoy I win, I, if I win, I get more useless tokens. Damn. Okay. Now I'm rooting for Italy. That's for sure. There we go. There we go. <laughs> see ya, guys. Good job today, yeah, David. Oh, oh, pleasure listening to you, man. Cool. All right, take care. Yeah, if you guys got any questions, let me know. I'm an open book. Uh, you pretty much said everything today.
Yeah. Week to week. It's weird. Every week in crypto feels like a month. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to do? I was going to say something. Uh, but yeah, those buys are still... Yeah, they're, they're coming still, in. They're still coming in. That's crazy. Hey, um... Please uh, the swap and uh, liquidify. Yeah. Uh, yeah, swap and liquidify just hit. Um, oh, right, yeah. right, right. As we say it, there's a sell. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not a sell. So swap and liquidify. Uh, what it is is it's a liquidity mechanism, mm. and what it does is the net result is it adds more tokens into the liquidity pool, and that creates a price adjustment. Um just based off the formula for how price is calculated. So as more tokens are put into the liquidity pool, um, the price decreases a little bit. Um, but that's healthy because that means that uh, the price action doesn't go crazy when you start running out of tokens in your liquidity pool. Mm. Um, so it looks kind of weird when you see it, yeah. but you aren't actually losing any BNB in the liquidity pool. You're just changing the ratio to more tokens. Okay. Technically, it's fascinating, and I could explain it all day. I love it. But um, basically, what happens is um, you you got me on this topic. Sorry. <laughs> is is that it? Um, when you have really, really, really low liquidity, um, it's almost like exponential price action, where each token you buy becomes more and more expensive exponentially, right? Um, and what that does is it creates a lot of elasticity. Um, and so it almost looks like the price is going up exponentially, and then it will just snap back like a rubber band, right? Um, because even little tiny buys or little tiny sells will move the chart a ton, right? And that is not healthy at all for the token. Um, and so when you add more tokens into the liquidity pool, what you're really doing is making it so that if you were to buy a bunch of tokens, um, it would move the price up a linear amount as you were to buy more and more tokens. It would look like a linear relationship instead of an exponential relationship. Um, so really what we're doing is we're creating, um, we're raising the price ceiling. So even though the price dips a bit when you do the swap and liquefy, you're raising the price ceiling to where the price won't go out of control um, if it were to exceed that that limit Makes so sense. yeah in a, in a strange way the price goes down so the price can go up higher <laughs> weird i got i got a little question sorry to bother i want to go also to see the the game but it's about the schlong diagram the flow chart i don't know if yeah. you can hear me yeah the schlong diagram i gotcha yeah okay so I've been looking at this and I, I was kind of worried of two things. First of all, uh, when I watched the evolution of SafeMoon, I was worried about, well, after understanding tokenomics, you see that there's a point where people are not interested in entering other than holding because, well, when, when the curve of growth stays plain, you have to, to overcome like a 10% tax for entrance and also for exit, so it's not an investment that's going to give you any any benefits as a normal investment type. I mean, buy and sell, buy low, sell high. 
but as we are doing this bypass contract i understand this kind of investors will also which are most of the investors normally people don't read tokenomics they are not aware that having a, a huge a bunch of tokens can give you an interest ratio daily interest regarding the volume of business that the token has so what if this bypass contracts makes people uh, investors go only through the white bit and hot bit and they leave pancake swap apart that will yeah. directly hurt us in tokenomics well um no interesting interesting question so um what is actually going to happen is um from a corporation standpoint when we inject profits into um we're not we're not spreading out profits into every exchange. We are dumping all of our profits directly into pancake swap liquidity. So what that means is that pancake swap um, is going to be probably leading in price, right? Which is going to create arbitrage action from other exchanges. You also hit upon a really interesting point, which I think um, sets our token apart from other. Um, safe moon esque tokens is that we do not need volume to survive. We don't need new holders to survive. All we need is we need for the corporation to make profit and it consistently make profit and to make more and more profit, right? Um, and so that would dump or that would uh, allow for us to dump profits into the token um, liquidity on PancakeSwap, thus raising the price. Um, when PancakeSwap um, price goes up, there's going to be a rebalancing effect where people are going to use arbitrage um, to, um, to sell their tokens on the exchanges, right, with the rising price on PancakeSwap. So what that's going to do is create buy pressure on the, uh, the, the peripheral exchanges where if they see PancakeSwap triple, right, they're going to want to move their tokens into PancakeSwap and sell on PancakeSwap, correct? So what you're doing is um, this price disparity between the exchanges is going to generate arbitrage interest that is going to move people into the ecosystem. And because all of our profits are going into PancakeSwap, PancakeSwap will be the price leader. And so if anybody wants to participate in that system and not be left behind, well, arbitrage, even arbitrage traders, right, are just going to see the economics of this. They're going to see I can make um, a lot of money by moving my tokens, buying tokens on the exchange and selling them on PancakeSwap. So even if you're just a person on an exchange, and you don't even care about PancakeSwap, and you never even move things into PancakeSwap, it doesn't matter because other people are going to create buying pressure for you. These arbitrage traders, the people who do see an, um, an opportunity to make money, are going to buy in the exchange and create buying pressure. And that's going to affect you on the exchange. You're going to make money as the price increases on the exchange. So the people who are newer to crypto who don't understand the pancake swap ecosystem, right? If we get on something like Coinbase or Binance, well, they may never ever interact with pancake swap at all. But the savvy traders who see um, a buying arbitrage opportunity 
are going to do that and they're going to create buy pressure and they're going to raise the price in the exchanges. So um, that's that's how we've reasoned through the economics of all of this is that um, is that because we're putting the profits into PancakeSwap um, and because PancakeSwap ecosystem is the only ecosystem with the reflections, that that will incentivize people to move into this the PancakeSwap ecosystem by owning a BEP20 wallet with uh, useless in it, off in exchange. That's all you need to do. You don't have to actually interact with PancakeSwap. As long as you move it to a wallet like Trust Wallet or um, MetaMask or something and you have useless tokens in that, you will be benefiting from reflections because you have an address on the BEP20 chain um, for, for useless. Whereas with uh, the exchanges, they oftentimes you're just held in a database somewhere. Um, you're not actually, they're, they're pulling all their hot wallet stuff together. Um, so I don't know if that really answers all of your questions. You had a couple pieces in there, but hopefully that helps. It's great. Thank you. Yes. Last thing, the bypass contract. Is there any way we can oblige people to use our ecosystem so that they bypass in a way so that we can monetize that into ads or whatever? Well, the bypass contract requires, it doesn't take a 2% tax of your tokens. It's a 2% BNB fee, right, through the dApp. Um, and so while it's possible some people could just sell some tokens and get BNB for it, and that would create some sell pressure to generate that BNB, so some of that BNB is going to be internal and recycled from the system. Uh, we also expect that some people would be using BNB external to the system to fund that bypass mechanism. Um, and so we expect there to be that to be a revenue center for us uh, to where we see external BNB coming into the system. We don't know yet what that ratio will look like, but I have a sneaking suspicion it would probably be about half of all the BNB that is used for the bypass contract is probably external to our system. Um, that's exciting because as more and more people use that for arbitrage, then we are directly profiting off of arbitrage trades. Um, and it's a win-win, right? The arbitrage traders get to make more money. And as a company, we get to make more profit that we could use for marketing, operational expenses, building new products, right? Um, a, a lot of really cool, exciting things. Or we could also use that for buyback and burn. And because we could also use the bypass contract for other tokens, and maybe we don't take a full 2 or 4% or whatever that token wants to set their BNB fee at, we could set ours at like 0.3% or 0.2%, kind of like a... Um, an exchange level um, tax. And we basically will rake in revenue for other tokens, whitelisting this contract and using it to bypass their to tokenomics. So anyone who follows our lead, uh, we want to encourage them to use our bypass contract. It's a little bit trickier um, for people to set up the contract because they have to set up their own D app and go through audits and go through the whole process. So there, we probably will get people to try to copycat it, but we feel like we could be first to market on this um, and be sort of like the, the first um, bypass dApp that gets used by most of the tokenomics-based tokens out there. And then we just collect all of those 
uh, all the B&B from that. Um, and that becomes an alternative way for us to make money. And it may be, it may be very lucrative. We don't know yet. Um, but it would be very exciting if it, it rivaled our app ecosystem. Appreciate the answers. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm going to head out. I'm going to go watch this uh, soccer game. I don't know anything <laughs> about. And Italy's already losing. <laughs> uh, just started. But, um, yeah, it's already 1-0. It's yeah. Terrible. Yeah, it's yeah. over. See ya. <laughs> but, um, Why even bother watching now, right? It just started, too. He scored in the first two minutes. Oh, dang. But um, I'll keep you updated with all the athletes and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know I know my friend. He, he played for the Patriots. He won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady and all that. And he said that he'll be able to tweet it out today. So oh, wow. um, I'll keep uh I'll keep you updated. I'll send you his name. I'll send you all the stuff. Yeah, that's um, freaking awesome. I, yeah. I think we got a good brand. The brand useless is so adaptable. You could use yeah. it anywhere and people love it. So Yeah. We're lacking some I, Spanish and some Asian I mean, I think we should do some I mean it's complicated. I, I had to do a tutorial to everyone who wanted to open an investment here or, or buy something. I had done it like 10 times because it's not so clear. I think once we set this up, it should be interesting to reach some more public, at least the three main languages in the world, which are Spanish, English, and Chinese, not in that order, of course. That, yeah. that'd, be, that'd be something. Right. And once we get on exchanges too, then we can just tell them, go to this exchange, sign up and buy. You know, that's it's a lot it. easier. That's, that, that's the thing, because today, my brother, to, to make him buy in Pancake, that, that was like hell. And it's my brother and his, I mean, he's he works for 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 Google. That's yep. amazing. Well, when I first got uh, Lance onto SafeMoon, uh, I mean, you know how brilliant Lance is, right? Smart dude. Um, he's yep. an AWS um, cloud architect. So I mean, the the dude's brilliant. It took him three hours, three hours, to finally purchase SafeMoon. You know, um, initially when I first like clued him into this whole crypto space thing. You know, um, it's hard. And I would love, 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 love if we could make this simpler through educational videos, things like that. But the key for really getting people into this is going to be exchange accessibility, frankly. Like, we just need to get people on some of those popular exchanges and, um, and get the token on the most popular exchanges. And then at that point, it would just be go to this exchange, buy it, go to any exchange, buy it. And you don't have a horse in the race. You don't care which exchange they buy it on. You're not afraid that, you know, people are going to just run to one exchange over the other and it's going to, like, draw people away from PancakeSwap, right? Um, it's just an entry point. If they get into the exchange, they're participating. Um, even if they never move off the exchange, they're still helping because they're, uh, they're, purchasing, they're purchasing useless and that ripples through the ecosystem. Yeah, and arbitrage will do the rest and give us the, the reflection. So that's great. I think that's that's smart. Yeah. Well, I'm leaving. I'm going to see if, if Italy can make it out of the match or or else I'm going to lose some of my time. All okay, right. nice talking to you guys. All right, take Thank care. Take right, care. Bye. All right. Anything else or people just waiting to talk or they want to hear me monologue? Uh, I have one question. Yeah, what's up? I was just wondering, uh, were you able to look into the that contract I sent you last week? 
No, I never did. I am so sorry. Um, I get so many DMs. Could you just bump it in my DMs again, and I'll look at it? I'm so sorry. Whenever, whenever I saw it, I was it was never like a good time. Like I was like driving, or I was just going to bed, or something like that, and I had, didn't have time to look into it. Um, so yeah, bump it again. Um, and if you don't hear back from me, bump it again. That's fine. Um, that's the best way to deal with me not responding. Is that I'm not ignoring you. Um, just please be patient just because I get so many DMs and I have so many balls in the air. And sometimes if it requires a little bit more than just a quick answer, um, I have I sometimes have to be refocused on it. So I apologize. Yeah, that's no problem. I figured as much. Yeah, just uh, ping me again on that and I'll look into it when I got the time. Sure, will do. Um, and also, too, I'm not I'm not the best person i mean i can do it i can go through and evaluate contracts and read through it and kind of figure out what they're doing um safe moon mark is he's amazing at that just fyi um so it may be valuable too if you find something interesting or a mechanism that you think is really innovative um safe moon mark is also a great resource as well if uh if i'm not responding so oh should i send it out to him too then or yeah, I would send it out to him, uh, see what he thinks, and then I'll look at it independently. Um, yeah, Save Me Mark is incredible at being able to parse and reason through what a contract's actually doing. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Yeah, I think that's uh, most of the questions. I mean, I, I still have um, a few more minutes if anybody has any other questions, or otherwise I could just uh, head out and spend some time with the fam today. All right. Well, I will uh I'll talk to you guys later. Take care.